0: Hello and welcome to The Stock Podcast. I'm Nate Abercrombie, the host of the only investing podcast that gives everyone the chance to hear public company CEOs and CFOs describe their business and provide the investment case for their company. In this episode, The Stock Podcast is really excited to bring you an interview with Doug Blakeway, founder and CEO of Nanotech Security. Nanotech is a Canadian-based company that develops and supplies products based on nanotechnology. Today, those products are used primarily for anti-counterfeiting and the authentication of merchandise and materials. Put very simply, Nanotech has developed and produces a product that is akin to the holograms that you see on the backs of credit cards, on currency, and the tax stamps that go on things like cigarette boxes. But the technology clearly has many other applications that are almost as fascinating as nanotechnology itself. Holograms have been the preferred method of authentication for many years, whether it's something like currency or merchandise. Maybe you'll remember the holograms that went on the original tags that came with sports hats, but they're there to tell you that whatever you're buying is the real McCoy. Nanotech has developed a new authentication technology or a new type of hologram. But just keep in mind that it's not a hologram, even though it might look like it on the surface. It's so much more that I feel like IWTB is doing this company a little bit of a disservice by not making this podcast a videocast. One thing I'd personally encourage all listeners to do is to check out Nanotech's website and any of the YouTube videos you can find after listening to the interview. I have to admit that I feel a little bit like a fish out of water when it comes to tech companies. However, as I put my investor hat on and think about the investment proposition, it sounds pretty compelling. This is a company that has some really interesting IP or intellectual property that has at least some value. The balance sheet is rock solid and an outlook that appears quite promising. From my perspective, it seems like the most important thing for an investor or a potential investor to get comfortable with is whether or not Nanotech's development contracts turn into licensing contracts. If that happens, Nanotech could see material cash flow growth over the coming years. Nanotech, which has a ticker symbol of NTS on the Toronto Stock Exchange, has a market cap of 62 million US dollars, 8 million of cash on the balance sheet, and no debt. I like companies like these because the investment thesis is quite a bit simpler. After listening to the Nanotech story, do your own investigative work. And if you think the net present value of cash flows to NTS are greater than 54 million, NTS should be a good to great investment. The Bloomberg terminal includes four sell-side recommendations for Nanotech. All four have buy ratings and the average price target is somewhere north of 2 bucks, which means there's quite a bit of upside given that the stock price is just about 1 buck today. If you don't know anything about nanotechnology like me before talking to Doug you'll learn a lot in this conversation. I'll keep this intro short, so without further ado, let's get to the interview. Doug, thank you so much for joining us. Could you just give us a feel for what your background is, where you came from?
1: I have a background in high level security. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, investor, technology junkie, all wrapped up in one. A little disruptive in doing it. uh, Looked and put together companies from high tech to service-oriented with helicopter service services, things like that, helicopter logging. Also, I've been in the technology field pretty well all my life. And as we were chatting a little earlier, the background in being labs was when we were doing radio frequency testing and how to isolate all the tests and go in a screen room, et cetera. So building up surveillance equipment for that, mainly in surreptitious, so you can't see it or find it. That's my background, and with that, I have been an entrepreneur and resident of Simon Fraser University. It's got to be 10, 12 years now, and that's where I found this technology that we're presently developing.
0: Where, where is that university, and and what what did you do? That so were you in? Were you in business? Were you working for a company doing sort of R&D for that company and then you went to Simon Fraser or how did, what's the timeline there?
1: How it worked was uh, with myself is I sat on the advisory board for Simon Fraser University, which is located in Vancouver, British Columbia and has several field campuses. I sat as an advisor to the Surrey campus from when it started and up to present. So that would be about 15 years ago. During that time, they asked me to be entrepreneur in residence for the university. And what I did was I looked at companies and I looked at technologies that were in the university that got presented to me and I tried to match them up. And putting my investors hat on, it gave me always the latest in technology to look at. Seeing it, I could invest in it. Uh, prior to it, I could put it together with another company, put the two entities together, and I felt that was really beneficial for the university, and so did they. So that's really how I started out in it. And I found this technology. It was presented to me by Simon Fraser and um, a professor and her student, and they showed a nanotechnology, which I was always in love with, technology is that it? mentioned earlier, and I had never found a way that you could make money out of it. If you looked at it, it was great. It was world-beating technology. It really blew your mind when you looked at it, but again, far, far too expensive and impractical to take and commercialize. This technology that we saw, that I saw and went over, I felt had great applications in the banknote space as a secure feature. And that's what was promoted to me. I sat down with them, being a professor and a student, and worked out a deal, then went to the university, and with that, worked out a deal where I could buy the technology and then pay them an ongoing royalty. I subsequently put that into a public company, which is Nanotech Today, and we started developing it into a commercial aspect.
0: So what is it exactly? So nanotechnology, nano means small, technology means technology, and you're talking about security. So kind of makes sense at a high level. But um, what is it exactly that you saw that you thought would be a great commercial product?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, nanotechnology in the size that we work with is smaller than the wavelengths of light. So light is about uh, that you see visibly, about 650 nanometers down to 300 nanometers in wavelengths or light or nanometers in scale. What we work at is down between 150 nanometers in scale. So you can see we're far, far smaller than a light wave in the room. So that makes it a very secure, if you can do something with that light and populate it with nano embedded indentations, which we were successful in doing, you have something that you can't photocopy or scan or take a photo of. So you have a very secure means to authenticate something. So how this technology works is you have an algorithm of holes, the algorithm of holes or indentations would be a better way to put it, indentations and pillars, and you place it on an object by compression basically and you get a playback. As all the light that's visible around you comes into play with those indentations, it's manipulated, compressed, compiled, and sent back out in specific wave forms that you can adjust. So you can actually see an image that is in full color, high def resolution. And when you tilt the uh, object away from you, whether it's a piece of cloth or it's a magazine or it's a piece of metal, you get a bright, brilliant image that you've designed coming up and showing out of that structure. And yet if you put it on a photocopier, it would be static and you may pick up some of the colors, but that would be it.
0: What is a nanometer? What is, how how big is that? A billionth of a meter (laughs) in scale.
1: So one one billionth of a meter in scale. Let let me describe it easier. A human hair, if you put the hair of mainly uh, a Caucasian, because their hair is a little thinner, we are about 1,500 times smaller than that piece of hair.
0: Wow, that's tiny. So
1: it gives you sort of a relationship.
0: Yeah. And so without revealing any of your intellectual property, how are the indentations made? Uh, Is it a laser or is it a machine? Is it you have tiny little needles that make these indentations or how does it work? Well,
1: it's very complex at how it is, but the, the simple explanation is we use a of equipment called a focused ion beam or an e-beam lithometry machine and what it does is it bombards a piece of material with atoms and they create the indentations and from the indentations then you build it up through a lot of science and manipulation to have what we call a shim and a shim is really equivalent to a printing plate and you use that shim under very high pressure to press into the material and it leaves the indentations or the pillars and those are what give off the light.
0: Huh. That's interesting. And so you mentioned the medium, you said cloth, you said, I've heard you say piece of wood in a previous video that I watched of you. The shim, is that what you apply to whatever you want to provide authentication Technology too, or can you apply this technology? Can you apply like? Uh, and I know we'll get into pharmaceuticals in just a minute, but can you consume it? Can you like? Is it a, is it a specific medium, or is it something that you can just take whatever licensed technology a pharmaceutical company might license from you, and they just put something on a pill? Or is it? Does it have to be on the the, the wrapper or the piece of material that whatever the product is comes with?
1: I think the easiest way to to think about this is. The simple way, and that's a hologram, we refer to a hologram, you've seen it, and it's usually applied as a sticker. So you can put it onto a piece of plastic material with adhesive and then stick this onto the object to secure it. And you can have plastic that breaks away and goes void or uh, falls all apart as you try to remove it. So once you've applied it once, it's there. In the case of ours, we can apply it to a label like that and do exactly the same thing as a hologram. But what we can do that is different is we can compress into the object itself. And that can be steel, that can be aluminum, it can be plastic, it can be glass. And we compress, so we take what we call a shim and think of that as a stamp. Okay. And But under very heavy or high pressure, we hit the stamp down into the object. And when you take it away, you're left with an impression in the object. object. That's all you're doing. There's no inks, dyes, pigments. So it's a totally green technology and all you're left with is indentations and pillars sticking up after you've compressed or stamped this into the article. It's very simple, it's it's an extremely simple process. It requires, it runs on traditional printing equipment that you could make a hologram on. So it's called roll-to-roll or platinum platinum technology or, or printing plates or you can put it in a hot stamp machine and you can stamp it with a hot stamp or a cold stamping machine and do the same get the same results the rough the rougher the surface the less the playback is when you put it directly onto any surface and so what i mean by that is if you put it onto your fabric or cloth or onto a t-shirt or suit something like that while you may think it feels Uh, rough to your hands it's not it's coated and so that's very fine so it goes on that very well but if you were to take a craft product like a brown paper bag that hadn't been treated that would be known as a rough surface so the playback on that would not be as sharp or as bright as it would be on a piece
0: of plastic and when you say playback you're talking about the image that you would see as you move it around and that's correct okay okay And so what are the applications for Nanotech Securities products? The applications are uh, multifold.
1: We're concentrating on banknotes and tax stamps to put a authentication mark in them or an image that can't be removed, that can't be copied and can be easily seen by the public. That is on the one side of the company is authentication. It goes also on tax stamps. You can do the same thing. And a tax stamp is a validation, an article that the product inside is authentic, as well as the taxes been paid to the government entity. And both of those are authentication devices or, or systems that you're using it for. What we can do is we can take it, it's a very beautiful product because of this bright image that comes back in beautiful colors, is we can apply it to things like the cosmetic line or a pharmaceutical line, and we can embed it directly into a pill, or we could put it on the side of a box for cosmetics, say. That way it sealed the box and it's interactive. You can pick it up and it will have movement in it. So you can see movement in the article. So you can use it as a branding tool. And that is a big difference than anybody else. And with the branding tool, you can create motion inside it. So for example, you could have a woman on a cosmetic product, have her hand closed and open her hand and there's the product in her hand and you see that on the side of a package. So you literally have movie frames that you're creating and then you can visually see them on a flat substrate.
0: Mm -hmm. How many frames? Is it appropriate to think about it that way? We've done about 250
1: frames at present time with success, with normally running around 120 frames, but we're looking at doing upwards to six to 700 frames. Oh wow. What,
0: what, what is, well, I guess maybe we can talk about the next steps a little bit later on in terms of where you can go with the technology. But, um, sure. so, so you mentioned the applications, who are your competitors right now?
1: Those markets are generally covered for a security product using a hologram and holograms are old. They started off, um, were invented in 1947, 1968 was the first time they were used commercially as a security feature. And that was on a MasterCard. So the little logo on the back, and you can see them on everything from your telex cornflakes boxes to uh, memorabilia, to saying that uh, the team that you support, it's an authentic piece of merchandise. So they're, they're used in multi-ways. Back of your visa card has a little dove. That's a hologram.
0: If you'd like to continue listening to this interview, you'll need to become a member. To become a member, Visit the website at thestockpodcast.com. Members have access to all full-length episodes. So go to the website, thestockpodcast.com, and click Membership at the top. And with that, take care and good luck with your portfolio.